We've learned a lot while legislating in Harrisburg and representing our districts since swearing-in day. Over the next series of episodes, we will continue to highlight our experiences as freshman legislators in the Pennsylvania House of Representatives and use this opportunity to introduce some of our colleagues and other freshman legislators. Fresh Takes continues to take a dive into the work we are doing in the House, which has led us to our six-month benchmark. Today, joining me to discuss some of these issues and topics is Representative Rob Mercury. As always, I am Joe Kerwin, State Representative of the 125th Legislative District, representing parts of Dauphin and Schuylkill Counties, and this is Fresh Takes. Rob, I want to thank you for joining me today as we have entered this legislative break after having tackled some of the most pressing issues to Pennsylvanians in passing a nearly $40 billion budget. Coming out of budget season here in the Commonwealth, we have worked on election reform recently. We've watched the, the governor veto that election reform. We've had this legislation before the House dealing with vaccine passports, which Governor Wolf also vetoed. I know for my first six months here, all of these issues have been truly important within my district. I wanted to give you a chance to introduce yourself and give us a little bit about your background and what led you to the legislature, as well as some background about your district. Hey, thanks, Joe. I appreciate you having me, and hello to all your listeners out there. Uh, it has been uh, a whirlwind six months, and uh, and you and I, in particular, have been uh, kind of joined at the hip through the first six months uh, since we share an office in Harrisburg together. Um, and so I appreciate you having me on. Uh, it's been wonderful to get to know colleagues in the House and the Senate as uh, as we've started out uh, in this freshman term. And uh, and I echo your uh, opening comments. It's been wonderful uh, to uh, have passed our first budget and uh, to do it coming out of a pandemic, I think, is, is quite an accomplishment. I think there are a lot of wins in that budget for the people of Pennsylvania. Most notably is that uh, we did not spend everything that uh, Uncle Sam had sent our way. We chose to save a large portion of that, I think $2.7 billion into the rainy day fund, which I was really, really excited about and a good uh, fiscal responsibility piece for us uh, to be able to uh, make sure that uh, in future years uh, that we're not cutting it too thin and we've got what we need to uh, balance the budget in future years. So I was excited about that in our first term. Yeah, it's a great point, Rob. And, you know, you and I had some candid discussions about the budget, and uh, we were uh, we were kind of uh, worried about what it may contain. But I do think that we, we had a winning budget. Uh, we were able to pull the governor back from raising taxes as well as uh, trying to raise the minimum wage here in Pennsylvania. I, I think that like you said, the, the rainy day fund, the allotment going into the rainy day fund was a huge win, uh, something that I talked about while running for office uh, to make sure that we replenish that rainy day fund. Because I think that, you know, even though we just got out of the pandemic, we're probably going to have, unfortunately, some other disaster or pandemic or something like that where that money is going to come into play. And, and it's very good that the House was fiscally responsible, the Senate was fiscally responsible to put that money aside rather than spend it all. And uh, I'm glad that the governor agreed that that was a good idea by signing this budget into into law. Absolutely. It, it, it's really quite incredible what the governor was proposing coming out of uh Coming out of a pandemic year, 46% uh, personal income tax increase, uh, stratification of, of the uh, income tax uh, program in Pennsylvania, which is not even a legal thing to do um, since we're a flat tax state. Um, and even on small businesses, the impact would have been uh, paying more out of pocket for, for taxes um, after the way that uh, he clamped down on small businesses and, and kind of arbitrarily shut down restaurants and fitness centers. 
uh, many other places. It just seemed uh, completely unfair, and, and I think uh, I was glad that we were able to be the uh, legislative body that uh, put a stop to it. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I was really, uh, really worried about what the budget may look like after the governor had his budget address earlier this year, and I was fearful that that tax increase would be reflected in the budget. But, you know, I think that even he saw that that is not the way to go forward after a pandemic to continue to target those who generate jobs, those who own small businesses here in Pennsylvania. And I'm glad we were able to stop that. Um, and. Uh, unfortunately, the governor did veto the uh, allotment of funds for the Bureau of Election Audits, so I wasn't happy about that because uh, I thought that was also a good part of the budget. That's yeah, and it, 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 uh, I agree with you, Joe. I'm not, I'm not somebody who's into conspiracy theories, but it's kind of like, well, what, what is what is he hiding? Why why would he uh, be so uh, you know concerned about this uh, Bureau of Election Audits? Um, and want to strip that money out in particular, um, in addition to scuttling the, uh, the new Voter Rights Protection Act, which uh, there was so much in that bill for both sides of the aisle. It was a bipartisan bill um, and, you know, created access for folks to get to the polls, uh, additional uh, days that folks could, could vote, um, additional ways that they could um, uh, verify themselves at the polls. Uh, which is more than reasonable, and uh, so it's just shameful, I think, that uh, he took the partisan stand he did, um, calling it uh, suppressing uh, voters and, and things like that is, is just a partisan rancor, which uh, we don't need. Right. I agree with you. I think that, you know, when he called the, the HB 1300 uh, voter suppression bill, I think that's ideologically inaccurate, it's intellectually uh, inaccurate, and I, I thought that, you know, he knows better than to say that, because there are a lot of things in there that appeal to both Republicans and Democrats. Uh, I thought it was a bipartisan bill. I thought that it addressed many of the issues that, that affect all elections in Pennsylvania, and it wasn't centered on the 2020 election. It rather, it's centered on the future to make sure that we have a better electoral system that guarantees faith and trust in the system, and that everybody can have faith and trust in our system. Uh, you and I I were both co-sponsors on that bill, if I recall correctly. What have you been hearing in your district when it comes to the governor's veto of HB 1300? Oh, I think people are largely uh, mystified and, you know, unhappy with with the veto. Um, you know, they're following the election integrity discussions pretty closely. It's, it's the number one issue for people. Um, and uh, you and I, Joe, both have a military background, and, and, and we understand um, that uh, for legitimacy to be in any society, there has to be free and fair elections. When, when I was deployed to Iraq, uh, we instituted free and fair elections for the first time, um, and it changed the country. I mean, it, it's a long process for them, uh, but in, in our case here, if, if we take steps backward where people no longer trust uh, that the votes they cast are going to be counted accurately, uh, that audits are something that will prove out the result, uh, then they're not going to trust it, and, and ultimately, I think uh, our democratic processes will erode. Um, and unfortunately, some of the talking points that uh, the Democrats have been using um, are just, uh, you know, not uh, not intellectually honest when they're saying that there's voter suppression, that voter ID um, is something that suppresses, uh, you know, black and brown voters. It's just not true. Um, you know, this bill would have allowed 14 different types of identification. Um, and even if you forgot your identification at the polls on Election Day, you could sign an affidavit uh, that uh, was a legal document that says, you know, I am who I say I am. 
Um, it's just a way to shore up uh, the voter rolls so that uh, we know that there's no uh, funny business or fraud happening. And the people of Pennsylvania want that, and they deserve that. Right. And if we, especially with voter ID, we look at the Franklin and Marshall poll that was recently released, and a vast majority of Pennsylvanians agree with voter ID. I don't see voter ID as something that is a, a partisan uh, method to suppress people's votes to ensure that urban centers don't turn out the vote as much as rural centers or vice versa. I rather see it as a check on our electoral integrity in the process to make sure that we have people, the people that vote can legally vote and also it's a great way to ensure that there is faith in our electoral system by not just Republicans but by Democrats, independents and everybody. So I unfortunately I, I think that the governor disagrees with that. Um, I'm all in favor of taking this issue to the people in the form of a ballot initiative, um, just like we did with the Yes campaign, and I believe that we can craft it here in the House of Representatives, that it will survive constitutional muster. Um, we did that with the Yes campaign, and uh, it, you know, at the end of the day, we should let the people decide whether or not they want voter ID, just like whether or not they wanted the governor to have unilateral power. Yep, I'm exact. I'm right with you, Joe. And I think uh, I was proud of uh, the way Pennsylvanians turned out in favor of freedom uh, in their society and uh, and allowed the elected representatives uh, the chance to decide whether or not the arbitrary shutdown continued. And you know that was a vote that I was proud to take uh, in terms of the resolution to lift uh, the governor's uh, arbitrary shutdown. And and I think. We see, you know, the economic result happening here in District 28 in the North Hills of Pittsburgh, uh, where uh, people and customers are, are flooding back um, and, uh, you know, spending uh, money that they've saved over the uh, last year into the economy, and, and uh, unemployment's down and, and jobs are are picking up, and uh, and that's all good. So that's what they voted for, and, and that's what we delivered. That, I mean, it's a great point. We did deliver on uh, the Yes campaign. I was very proud of that campaign. I thought that was the most consequential thing that we've done in this legislative session and term. Um, and it's also going to set the stage for the future of Pennsylvania to ensure that whether we have a Republican or Democrat governor, that that governor, uh, he or she, doesn't overstep their bounds. And uh, I think that, you know, the people of the Commonwealth really learned from the experience that we've had over the last year and a half with our governor enacting those unilateral measures without having input from the state senate or the house of representatives so rob i just wanted to before we wrap up touch real quick on what what are the summer plans that you have in your district uh, what are some big things that you're going to be doing as well as initiatives that you're looking forward to before we come back into session in september oh yeah i appreciate the question uh, joe so we we have picnics uh, throughout our district where um, every different township. We have five townships and boroughs in District 28, and uh, and I'll be going to every one of those picnics. We'll be setting up uh, tents and, and tables and, and just meeting with, with constituents and making sure they know about our, our district office services, uh, making sure that if they have any questions or, or concerns that we're, we're out there in the community so that they can express those to us. Uh, we're doing a, a couple of events as well. We're doing a community breakfast where we're bringing faith leaders and community service leaders together uh, to organize and, and just create an interfaith dialogue uh, about caring for the community. Um, and then we're going to do a shred event, which are uh, very popular as well, where people can bring their uh, shreddable documents and, and for uh, no fee can, can throw them in the shredder. Um, and then as we head back towards the fall session, 
you know, I'm really looking at looking forward to getting back together with the legislature and, and passing some some economic reform bills, uh, some bills that uh, continue to make Pennsylvania a better economy. We're actually hosting a policy tour out here in, in Western Pennsylvania as well. Lori Misgorski, who's a, a rep um, in District 30 right next to mine, and I are co-hosting this policy tour. We're going to have a, a few kind of futuristic companies, technology companies, talk about jobs of the future. Um, Argo AI, Aurora, uh, Locomation, which are three companies uh, that are um, in our district that uh, that are working on software for the future of transport. So I'm excited about that too, and hopefully there's some policy ideas there that we can take back to Harrisburg and, and get those uh, working uh, in our committees. Awesome. Sounds like you have a very busy summer, Rob. Um, I do as well, but I'm very grateful for you joining me today. I hope that you have a great summer. I look forward to seeing you back here in Harrisburg in September and working together with you on some of those initiatives to, to push Pennsylvania forward economically. Thank you again for joining me. Uh, I'm Joe Kerwin. Make sure to tune in for another episode of Fresh Takes.